Thanks for joining the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, where we discuss best practices in HR, hot topics, strategy, and employment law changes that have an impact on business. Follow us on our website at www.zeniumhr.com to get access to our articles, alerts, and to listen to other podcast episodes. And now, here's your host, Brandon Laws, with today's episode. Welcome, everybody. My name is Brandon Laws, and this is the HR for Small Business podcast. I am with Lacey Halpern, a returning guest. Welcome, Lacey. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about workforce planning. So give us some insight. What is workforce planning? Why do employers need to do it? Sure. I think, especially right now, um, what we're hearing from our clients and out in the community is that businesses are hiring. And I have seen uh, lots of businesses go through the process of posting jobs and getting people in the door and not it doesn't meet the needs of the business. And I think the thing that's missing is doing some type of gap analysis where you're really looking at your current workforce, what the needs are, and then creating a talent acquisition strategy. And so that's what how I would define what workforce planning is. Yeah, and so when you we talk about workforce planning, it sounds like a process. Mm-hmm. What areas do employers need to explore sure. kind of step-by-step? Step? Sure. So the first step is in looking at the business's supply. So what is the, the current assets that we have in terms of talent? Then we're going to be uh, moving after into evaluating the supply into the demand. So what are the needs of the business? And then figuring out what that difference is, what the delta is, and that's that gap analysis. And then after we've identified the gap, we move into the talent acquisition strategy. Now with supply, what sort of things are you looking at? Are you looking at people? Are you looking at positions or just maybe assets or resources that you have in the company? What sort of things would the would fall under supply? Sure. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is your people. Mm-hmm. So the number of employees that you have is something to look at. The types of skills that those employees have. What's their tenure? How many employees do you have that are looking at retiring soon? How many employees do you have that may be in sort of this temporary space, moving on to do other careers, leaving for school, the demographics, especially if you're an employer that has to comply with affirmative action uh, requirements based on the type of business and your customers. Um, So if you're one of those employers, really paying attention to the demographics is important. Um, And then also looking at succession planning too. So do we have folks internally that are high pose or high performing employees that could potentially grow into other roles. So really like what's the state of the company? How many people do we have? What resources are available and how are they currently being utilized? On the supply side, what are some of the biggest issues employers are seeing right now? I think some of the the most challenging issues is that there are one of the largest portions of the workforce are millennial employees. I'm part of that that group. As am I. Yes. So um, I think employers really paying attention to the differences in generations in the workforce and understanding that each of those generations need different things. And so retaining talent, because there are jobs out there in the market available, um, that's a really hot topic right now in terms of the current supply. How do we keep our people here? Yeah, so like with supply, it's not only just the supply that you have within your company, it's the supply of the entire market. And if you're Mm -hmm. trying to compete with other employers for the same talent, that actually impacts your supply issue. Absolutely. So paying attention to those positions that would be the most critical 
if you lost those positions and had mm-hmm. to backfill those? And how challenging would it be to get somebody into that position? I mean, those are all the questions that you should be doing in an exercise. And I'd say this exercise is something that you could do even on a quarterly basis, really identifying, especially if you're a company in a growth mode. We have a lot of clients that are doing that. Absolutely. So what you need today may not be be what you need six months from now. So paying attention to the current talent that you have um, is important. And then succession planning, because that's an important piece of retention is ensuring that if there are folks that want to move up and, and change their trajectory within the company, paying attention to those people is important. Now, what about demand? Are you are you looking at demand for the, the people or skills or mixture? How, how does that all work? Sure. So it's if you think about demand in sort of two buckets in terms of what are the current needs that our customers have? And does my current team have the skills and the bandwidth needed to deliver on the current projects and the business objectives? And then also future thinking too. So if we know that our sales goal is X and that large number or, or small number or whatever number it is, is going to impact needing to bring on new people, adding that into the, the planning. That's why having HR at the table in the leadership meetings is so important mm-hmm. Um, it's critical so that the staffing and hiring and training retention can all be aligned with the business objectives. I mean, some of the, with demand, some of it's sort of like looking into the future and, and sort of making anticipated assessments as to what you're actually going to need. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be scary sometimes. Can, yeah. So as an employer, I mean, what sort of what predictions are you, are you supposed to make? Yeah, I think, you know, most sales teams, leadership teams are looking at, you know, past trends to be able to identify, you know, whether businesses are going to be following that same trajectory, paying attention to the local economy and the market, being involved in networking groups or industry industry groups to make sure that you're staying in front of what's happening in your sort of niche. Um, but really also spending time focusing on what your current customers are asking for too, because that can give you insight. Asking your current customers, what are their future plans, their business growth plans, so that you know as they grow or as they're suffering, you can you know adjust your staffing accordingly. You know, listening to hear you talk, it, it's funny because we'd often, probably in the past, HR really compliance oriented, right. and nowadays they really do have a seat at the table with, with leadership and in what you just said really proves that point because you're looking at trends, marketing, sales, and overall business and how your hiring practices need to really dovetail into to meeting those demand mm-hmm. needs. Yep. Absolutely. I think if HR is in a position in a company to just be compliance, to just be the person that comes in for the investigation or, um, to help deliver, you know, corrective action or constructive feedback to employees. I think that that there's a gap in that skill set, and they're not necessarily being fully utilized. So a talent manager um, or a recruiter that's maybe in-house within a company, um, and even HR, if they're involved in at least understanding the trajectory of the business, where we're going, what our goals are, we can take that information, which is super valuable for somebody who's doing hiring, to be able to say, what gaps do we have? Because what often happens, especially in a company that's growing, is there are periods of time during growth where we're understaffed, where we can't keep up. And if you, if you're a business, you know that there are certain positions that are 
more challenging to fill that are critical to the business. Being ahead of that and then also understanding what the training curve is too. So just because we get an employee in through the new hire orientation doesn't mean that the work is done and we've filled the gap. It's getting them up to speed. So that comes into play when, when we're talking about this analysis. And so talk, yeah, talk about step three, the, the gap analysis, which you mentioned. Do you, as part of this gap analysis, are you looking at both the supply and demand parts or do those really become part of this gap analysis process? Yes. Yeah, I would say it's sort of twofold. So you're, you're looking at based on current business demands in which areas is my current supply of talent not meeting objectives. So the current people that we have working here, what are the gaps in terms of how we're fulfilling on our customers' needs? So is it bandwidth, like we don't have enough people to get the work out the door? People are working lots of overtime. We're dealing with burnout. Um, technical skills, leadership, um, again, diversity, if, that, if that's an initiative that your organization has. So really looking at the current people and the current needs. What's the difference? What's missing? And then the future thinking is based on the current needs that we have, what are we anticipating for the future and what are those gaps in terms of people? And so some companies actually create a matrix where we're identifying employees and evaluating them based on the competencies that they have, the needs of the business, and really figuring out what's the difference. It's, I mean, you think of human resources and staffing as being really people focused, but there, there is some, some math here involved where mm-hmm. we're, we're really evaluating what we've got, what we need, and what's the delta. So, Analysis by itself is, is one thing, but without action yeah. is a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do with something like this after you've analyzed it and assessed what your needs actually are, where your gaps are? What happens after that? Right. So the first three steps are usually steps that can be, you know, quickly breezed through, especially in a small to medium-sized business. So maybe we don't spend a lot of time evaluating the future. Maybe we spend some time looking at what's going on right now because we've got work to get out the door and we hire people. So focusing on having a strategic plan, a talent acquisition strategy, where we're actually looking at the strengths that we have in terms of getting folks in the door, like where are our best people coming from and having a multi-layered approach is important. If we have all of our eggs in one basket, if we just assume that we're going to get all of our referrals, let's say from a local community college, if for some reason something happens with that market or that pool of candidates, then we're sort of stuck with lots of work piling up, employees getting burned out, stressed out. It, It affects performance, morale. Customers may decide to leave. So there can be a huge snowball effect if we don't act strategically. So Some of the things that I usually advise my clients to look at is internal recruiting, and that's succession planning. That's looking at what talent we have, where can we move those people around, cross-training, and then external recruiting, where we're actually going out, posting ads. Identifying where we're getting our best talent from is important. So we've seen a lot of success using LinkedIn, Indeed, any of the industry sites. So being really well-connected in the industry, posting in those areas. Um, identifying if there are opportunities to use contingent workers. So working with an agency, a staffing agency, a headhunter, even if it's a high-level position that's really difficult to find, that can be really helpful, especially just to fill the gap for now. Maybe you move a few people around so that you can have some of the more challenging things to train on the people who've been with you for a while and some of the more basic skills on a temporary worker so that you can be thoughtful and take your time in the recruiting process. And then also, we've got this great plan for recruiting. 
who's going to manage it? So having exactly. somebody internal, and it doesn't have to be a recruiter. You don't have to have a talent manager to be able to do this. You, you need to have skilled hiring managers that are working through a, a clearly identified process that says timelines that includes who's responsible for what, and that they have a go-to person. Maybe it's an HR manager, maybe it's a recruiter or a talent manager, whoever it is in your organization, depending on your size, someone to go to that can help keep the process moving along. It sounds, it sounds like that that last part is really, I don't know if you call it a talent acquisition strategy. Really one part of it is internal, mm-hmm. moving people around, getting people in the right spots, uh, procuring talent through in your organization to get them the skills that they need. And then there's the external side recruiting, finding new talent. You just mentioned a lot of things there. Any guidance for anybody looking for either one? Yeah, I would say that the first thing, if you're if you're looking at your internal talent, identifying if there's a way to create a training curriculum mm-hmm. for the employees that you have, it's a great retention tool. And it can be a really cost-effective way to develop your people for your own business, right? Because you're going to be getting benefits out out of that in training them to be better employees and more productive leaders. But also there's something that's sort of intangible. It's a, it's a give back to the employees. If, if my employer provides a, an all-day training for me on, let's say, leadership essentials or something like that, there's something I'm taking away in that that's even maybe personally applicable to my life. And those are things that are over and above the normal health insurance benefits, and maybe a parking pass that a company is providing. So trying to get creative that way. And then I also think, you know, my advice to a company in terms of creating a proactive recruiting plan is to look at where your best talent is coming from. If it's internal referrals, create a referral program where employees are incentivized to send in their friends and the people that they know. Um, If it's maybe one website that's doing a great job of referring people in, Spend your money on that Mm -hmm. website. It doesn't necessarily support to just send out this huge blast and post it on, you know, 15 or 16 different sites can be very expensive. Um, It can be difficult to manage and it's time consuming to get all that posted. And then also consider using contingent workers too, because there is a period of time, depending on the position where we really have to fill fill the slot. And there's need right now. Absolutely. There's a stopgap. So this process you know, maybe to the people that are listening right now sounds exhausting and super time consuming. And I think maybe in the beginning it might be, but if it's an ongoing spreadsheet or if it's, if it's an ongoing conversation that the leadership team is having or department managers are having and evaluating, the process becomes easier to go through. And, you know, for me, as somebody who's in HR, I, I want to be able to talk with a department manager and have a conversation about this when they're asking me to maybe post a job or, um, you know, it looks like we, we need this person. I might talk them through this process and get them kind of used to the types of questions that we would ask. Um, and we have a really nice handout that maybe we could put out with the, with the podcast here so that viewers can kind of see some of the um, questions that you want to be thinking about. But it doesn't have to be exhausting, and it can be really beneficial because the worst thing that can happen is that you hire someone that that isn't the right fit for the company, for the job, and it doesn't meet the business demands. So we've gone through the hiring process, and it's really not been beneficial. You mentioned the spreadsheet and a matrix. I assume you meant for the gap analysis and and keeping that kind of long term. Mm -hmm. Is there any sort of uh, template or 
uh, method in which you would kind of write out that gap analysis or, or is there any resources that you know of that would that would work pretty well for yeah, people doing one? I think, you know, just identifying, I would envision it being, you know, all kind of in one, um, one thing that you could visually print out and see, maybe by department, depending on how big your organization is. And it's really identifying, listing out what the skills and assets that you have, the talent, and then where are we going? What do we need? And then maybe there's an area that identifies, you know, briefly in, in a list, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, what the gaps are. So if we notice that we're going to be getting in a bunch of orders and those orders are going to require that we have a particular skill set, maybe it's a machinist, maybe we're going to need to bring in welders or customer service reps, whatever it is, and we see that we've only got a few and one is planning on taking a huge vacation, maybe somebody's coming up upon retirement, like those would be red flags for me as an HR manager to say, we need to get in front of this so that we're not stressing out the employees that we have and creating burnout internally. Lacey Halpern, as always, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Yeah, Appreciate sure. it. It's been fun. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you went to iTunes, gave us a five-star review. And either way, if you uh, have feedback for us, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want more information on guests, the host, or about any other content, please go to www.zeniumhr.com. That's www.zeniumhr.com. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast is produced by Zenium Resources, Inc., all rights reserved. For information on guests or for interview requests, please visit www.zeniumhr.com or email info at zeniumhr.com. Everything on this show should be considered educational and informational only and not personal advice. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice.